Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast. Your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Auburn Live Show Recruiting Edition, also known on the streets as the Shrivel Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And if you're not a member of that site, you're missing out, dude. You're missing out. We have been uh, blowing it up. Basketball, football, recruiting, uh, football interviews. Hope's got the spring practices covered as we uh, near A-Day. Got a special right now. It's $10 for four months. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty good bargain. I might want to jump on that. Got a great show for you today, jam-packed with recruiting intel. And I am joined to provide some supplemental insight by our recruiting analyst, Mr. Cole Pinkston. Cole, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Mr. Are Lee. You, are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I guess that's better than good. Yeah. Had to clean up a few limbs in the yard. Um, other than that, you know. Had some strong winds coming through the <laughs> central Alabama area last night. Yeah, we got the um, we got the update at like 1.30 in the morning. Phone went crazy. Uh, old boy started crying back there in the room. He got to cry? Yeah, it woke him up a little bit. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> we're, we're safe. That's all that matters. <laughs> Cole had chili last night. Had wind advisory. All throughout the eastern central portion of the state. <laughs> uh, also joined by uh, message board insider and a legend himself, Mr. Jay Head, also known as Allen, to his buddies. I like it, Jay Lee. I like that. How, how you doing there, Jay Head? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We sounding got- great this week. Do what? You're sounding great this week. Hey, you know, I actually got a mic to work. It's amazing what you can learn on the interwebs. If you just type it into the Google machine, you know, you find out all kinds of things. But I'm ready to talk about basketball recruiting. I'm ready to talk about uh, A-Day coming up and the football recruiting. Football recruits, we should continue to expect to come to campus. Some listener questions. We got a nice uh, nice show today. Yes, jam-packed as always. As Jay had said, basketball recruiting is uh is peaking right now if you're listening to this you're probably listening to it on friday we're recording it on thursday afternoon around 2 30 p.m central time about three hours prior to the announcement of mr five-star power forward yuan treor ah you see what i think anytime anytime you need people's names pronounced come to me all right or or just tune into the pot <laughs> the well, well, we know that. See, here's the thing. I don't get the benefit of just tuning into the pod. So I need to talk to you guys before the show, before I just butcher somebody's name. Well, we'll just, we'll just use you as an example is what we'll do. You can ask, you, you, I appreciate that. You can ask, you can yeah. ask McElderry. Um, hey. I, I, I am the expert. Uh, so we've got Yawan Treor and Elsie. By this time, he's already committed to Auburn. Huge, huge get for Auburn. Really came out of nowhere. I mean, you're talking about – Back in January, he was uh, 
what is this March? Yeah. Back in January, I talked to him for the first time. He was deciding on his fifth and final visit. He'd already been on uh, four, four official visits. So he decided between Auburn and LSU decides to visit LSU ended up uh, committing to LSU without having ever visited Auburn and believe it or not, Auburn finished runner up uh, and, and a big hat tip to that, to Bruce Pearl, to Wes Flanagan, to those guys for getting in on this guy and, and staying in on him because Will Wade obviously got fired at LSU, opened up his recruitment. You uh, want visits Auburn right before Auburn goes to play Jacksonville state in the March madness tournament. And man, really, really sealed the deal. I talked to him. What's today? Thursday. I talked to him Wednesday night. Um, he was talking about how uh, Jabari Smith and that not only Jabari Smith, he's like, listen, I'm not Jabari Smith. I'm my own player, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not the same guy. He said, but the thing about Auburn in that position is look at the success that Auburn has had at that four spot just in the past five years. And he mentioned this. He said, JT Thor. Um, gosh, not to pull it up. Chuma Okiki. Who else? Am I? There were, there were four guys that he mentioned and I thought, wow. Uh, you know, I never looked at it that way. You know, you, you talk about Jabari. Oh, he, it was Jabari Smith, Chuma Okiki, JT Thor, and I'm either going to assume Horace Spencer and or uh, Anthony Mack. Isaac Okoro. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he did play some four a little bit. He did okay. Well, when he said that, I, but again, he, he's his own player, but that position, I, I'm sure Isaac, I mean, uh, Isaac plays some three and the four, right? He has. When we went small ball fronts, Isaac would go with the okay. four. Okay. So th that was a big deal to Yuan. Uh, he, he went to see practice. He really liked it. Coach West was big for him. Coach Bruce Pearl was big for him. And just the family atmosphere that he got to experience while on his visit to Auburn it just shows you what how big of a how big a visit is for these kids and how big of an impact he can have. With Yuan Treor now committed to Auburn, he's going to sign April 13th. He's going to report to the mm -hmm. campus in late May, May 27th, I believe, is when everybody kind of the, the football and basketball guys come in. But you've got Trey Orr now committed. You've got Chance Westry signed. You've got Trey Donaldson signed, point guard, and then a combo guard, and Chance Westry, who they love. They really like Chance Westry. Think he can play the one through three. I wrote about that in the hoop scoops on Thursday. Uh, Trey Donaldson being exclusively a point guard. Now you've got Trey Orr. Now you've got one, at least one more spot left, if not two. And I'm terrible with numbers, Jay Head. You, you know a lot more about it than I do. Basketball can have 13 scholarship players. And in this day and age, you don't have like uh, 11, 12, and 13. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to find decent players to be that 11, 12, and 13 guys right now because they're going to transfer and go be a, in the top 10 somewhere else. So uh, we know Auburn's going to look in the transfer portal. They already are. I wrote about Thursday, two guys coming in for visits for A-Day weekend uh, in Eric Stevens from, Stevenson from South Carolina and Brandon Murray, who is a freshman, five, former five-star guy. from uh, He's at LSU. He's transferring away from there. That, that program uh, will be suffering for the next uh, yeah, year. Yeah, that's nuclear fallout going there right now. Which, so. um, which Auburn was uh, – able to poach i mean they, they've really taken advantage of the will wade situation you know believe it or not they, they have auburn has a really good relationship with will wade like on a personal level i believe it i mean he you know wade, wade made the recommendation for um dowdy to uh to come to auburn really? that was he made yeah he made the recommendation to pearl with regard to dowdy as far as uh as that was concerned and, and really sold bruce on the things he had to say about him and the fit that he could potentially be in Pearl's system. So, 
regardless of what Will Wade did all, you know, off the court. Right. Um, he's a fantastic basketball coach. He understands what talent looks like, uh, obviously how to acquire it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, you know, that shouldn't – his ability as a basketball coach shouldn't be condemned or his eye for talent shouldn't be condemned uh, regardless of all the other things that transpired. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, and that's my understanding is, is that Pearl does have a decent relationship with him. And, and you know, if Will Wade were doing what he did – three or four years ago, what he's doing or what he did then, if he did it now, it's probably well through the proper channels, right over the table, over the table. So got two transfers coming in. I know a few other guys that Auburn's at least contacted and made, uh, made uh, initiated contact with us. Ohio guard, Mark Sears, um, Jared Lucas from Oregon State, they've made contact with him as well. And then I wrote about this guy, and then this is all going to depend on Walker Kessler. Justin Hoganson wrote about Walker Kessler being about 50-50 right now. He's got some decisions to make whether or not he wants to come back to Auburn, which he loves, or does he want to test the, to test the pro circuit. Uh, but if, if Walker Kessler does decide to go pro, Auburn's already working for a backup for him in many baits. A big dude. I think he's around 6'10", 6'9". He's not as big as uh, – not as tall as Walker – but he is just as effective or almost just as effective or has been in, in shot blocking, physical presence, rim protecting for NC State. I think he's the fourth most blocks in school history for NC State. And that's what Auburn will be losing mostly if Walker Kessler decides to go pro. So Walker Kessler decides to go pro, uh, we'll be tracking Manny Bates from NC State. Those five guys in the transfer portal that we have confirmed Auburn's reached out to. And then Auburn's still recruiting – excuse me, several 2022 guys as well. Uh, it just depends on what they want to do. Do they want to take all these freshmen? You know, like I said, they've got three now with Treor, with Westry, with Donaldson. Do they want to take a fourth? Um, or do they want to go to the transfer mark portal? Or will they have room? Uh, but if so, they've, they've continued recruiting Julian Phillips, former five-star LSU commitment, Leonard Miller as a five-star power forward, and then Marvell Adams, who is also a former LSU commitment. Yes. Okay. So we know those guys. I mean, those are guys we're going to be tracking moving forward. Right now, you're going to sign Trey Orr in April. The two transfers are coming in for A-Day weekend. Eric Stevenson and Brandon Murray. Keep an eye on those guys. Auburn really wants to upgrade the two, three spots, man. That killed them. It was the, the, Especially the three spot this year was, was pretty bad. So they want to do some off-season upgrading and obviously are getting to work on that. Moving into football. Man, it's been a busy couple of weeks. I am I'm so excited because the, the job for me and Cole, I'm sure you, you as well. And as a fan, Jay Head, you, I'm sure you enjoy reading it as much as we enjoy uh, reporting on it. But the visits that we've seen from this staff um, has been amazing. I mean, and it was so important. And, and some of these stories that we've written, it, it just shows you how important it is to get these guys on campus. And I thought Keldrick Falk and Hunter Osborne, two four-star defensive linemen, in-state guys who saw all the turmoil from Harson back in February, the BOT, the, the rumors and all this, the investigation into Harson and all the, the bad publicity that came with it. These guys are coming down. I mean, Keldrick Falk even said, like, dude, the only reason I went is because I told him I would a long time ago. Like, I'm a man of my word. I told him I would, so I went. And I was blown away. Yep. Like, I was expecting this, and I saw this. Yep. It was, it was, and Hunter Osborne was the same way. I talked to him Wednesday night, I believe. You know, he, 
it was like, wow, wow. And it was so important to get these guys on campus. And then to see that on Twitter, to see these positive reactions from recruits that have visited other groups go, shit, man, let me get on down there and see what they're talking about. Yep, like, exactly. Because that's kind of how I felt, too. I was not, I'm not expecting much from Auburn, but shit, but neither were they. Let me go check it out. <laughs> so I, I thought, you know, we, we talk about these guys every week, but they deserve the credit. Stephen Ruzic, Darren Usher, and even uh, I know with Hunter Osborne, the new uh, – oh, gosh, what's her name? Riley Wooten, assistant on-campus recruiting director, yes. new, new girl. And, and there's an, another one that they had decided, I think it was the on-campus, and I met her last week or – informally but man they've really done a good job of hosting these guys once they get them on campus ruzik and usher getting them on campus and then the coaches really showing these guys um you know how high of a priority they are hunter osborne said man they love me i could feel the love i could i could feel it you know auburn's definitely a factor for me keljic frock man when i got off the phone with him i'm going man dude if auburn's not leading they're up there yeah and uh, just i i I just been and, and then just to keep the momentum going. We're not even to A-Day. We're A-Day Saturday week. And this week, so today for being Friday, Deron Reed came in Thursday, four-star yes. defensive linemen. Look, the four-star defensive linemen are just coming in, son. Yep. Uh, we talked about the ones that already have been. Yeah, you have uh, Kelby Collins as well. from NCAA. Kelby Collins, Gardendale boy, came in earlier. I think Auburn's probably still an outside guy with him, but getting him on campus, man, that's the first. Uh, Xavier McLeod. Oh, yeah. Our defensive lineman came earlier this week, Kelby Collins, Keldrick Falk, Hunter Osborne. And I spoke and, briefly with McLeod, too. He, man, he is, um, he's coming back. I mean, yeah. I think he's from South Carolina, yeah. North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, but he's, um, I don't think he'd been to Auburn. And that was, uh, you know, he said they jumped into the picture. I mean, pretty, pretty simple there. He enjoyed that trip and can't wait to get back. You got Jerron Reed came in today. And then Saturday, you've got Will Norman coming yes. up from IMG, going to be here. Sadir Mitchell from New Jersey. Yeah, New way Jersey. up there. Yep. Yeah. New also Jersey. coming down. Well, you've got Jaden Osbury coming down, The probably the top linebacker on the board. Austin Osbury's younger brother, he's going to be here Friday and staying until Saturday. Dale Miller, who was at Hoover and now is at IMG. All these IMG. Dude, Auburn could never get IMG guys on campus, hardly ever, unless it was like a group that was doing a tour. No, like couldn't – it was one thing, you know, getting them to commit or sign. Getting them on campus was not happening at all. Right. I don't remember any IMG guys coming to campus and visiting. Maybe uh, when they played somebody close by and stayed in a hotel, they were like, "Eh, I can – Zip on over to Auburn real quick, but that was about it. Oh, yeah, oh the only oh. IMG guy I can ever remember actually visiting campus for Auburn was the running back that signed with Penn State. Now Noah Kane. Noah Kane. Yeah. That's it. That's about it. IMG guys is concerned. Concerned. And and, and, and you know who was his running backs coach? Cadillac, Cadillac Williams. That's why he visited. And Tim Horton did a really good job with that recruitment. I actually thought Auburn might get him. Um, <laughs> Ended up going to Penn State, which was crazy. So you've got all these four stars coming in. We didn't mention Grayson Howard, who's going to be here Friday, who is another. No, he's from Tampa. There's another couple. I've got some linebackers from ING, at least one more guy I'm going to have a report on soon. Um, Christian Robinson, man, I'm telling you what, he has uh, just the two guys that I've talked to this week that he that he's recruiting, Grayson Howard and Jordan Hall. Jordan Hall. 
Yep. You know, he's the reason Auburn's even in the picture for them. Mm-hmm. We, knew, we knew when he was hired that he was going to be a stud recruiter. We haven't really seen it because it's kind of his, he's been here. He's been so new. But now that I'm getting around to these guys and I'm talking to these linebackers, Jaden Osbury with the, has known Christian Robinson since Florida, Jordan Hall, Grayson Howard, all those guys, even Phil Picciotti, yeah. the, kid, the kid from Pennsylvania released the top 12 yesterday and freaking Auburn is in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just and, offered – Two weeks ago, yeah. Big reason why is uh, is Christian Robinson, man. The, the, these guys, Ike Hilliard's been huge. Uh, um, was it Nasir Pool, Nasir Pool, Nakai, Nakai? There, yeah, that's what I said the first. <laughs> also came in, man. I re- and we've already heard from Carmelo English, who came up for a visit a week or two ago. Yeah, these new co- Jimmy Brumbaugh. We've talked about the defense alignment visiting. You've seen the, the impact he's had already on Hunter Osborne. Uh, and then Ike Hilliard with the receivers and, and and Christian Robinson with the linebackers. Man, we talk, we we said this from probably since they were hired, but we feel like recruiting wise, these guys are big upgrade. Even getting Schmetting to the defensive coordinator spots to bringing in Christian Robinson, huge upgrades. Yeah, you know, I think I said on the show the other day, um, maybe two shows back, that I would go ahead and just put it out there. I think Auburn's uh, secondary class corners and safeties are going to be strong. In this Again, um, I, I I feel confident in, in in go ahead and adding linebacker and D line too. Oh yeah, I think I think both of those are going to be strong too. Um, and I, I'm not just saying that about any position. I'm not sure about receiver yet, even though Ike Hilliard could be you know a dynamite recruiter. Um, I'm not sure about your quarterback yet. Um, feeling a little bit better about running back, but. My point is just all these guys that are coming in and 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 just what we're hearing about the way that they're handling, you know, the linebacker recruiting, defensive line recruiting, uh, secondary recruiting. I, I don't see how those three positions aren't strong in this 23 class. I mean, they're going to be strong. Deep, you know, you're going to have a, two or three guys at each, maybe more, and then they're, they're all going to be talented too. So I, I really do believe that. And they've expanded the board on each of those prospects where I feel like Absolutely. we had a narrowed down board last year. This year we have a much larger board of prospects that they're working and they have contingency plans in place. I don't think we – I mean, I know we had contingency plans last year, but it just didn't feel as though we were necessarily able to touch base with those top-tier guys and we were just kind of into the fallback range more or less, with the exception of obviously – uh, the big linebacker automobile that we signed on National Signing Day. Yeah. Would you, would you. But, you know, we just never really were able to get in it with some of those other guys. This one, it feels like, you know, C.J. Allen, multiple yes. other guys on the linebacker board that we're in it with. The kid from Jacksonville that you just spoke to. I mean, you can feel the interest from these players. And, look, say what you want about Jimmy Brumbaugh. I know there were a lot of guys that were worried about what his recruiting acumen would be like when he was hired at Auburn because – he wasn't necessarily the first choice of, of Coach Harson. Right. He was, excuse my language, but busting his ass on the trail right now. I mean, that's everything you hear. If the if the defensive line recruiting doesn't go well this year, it's not going to be because of the lack of effort. I can assure you of that. He is with multiple, multiple guys, um, recruiting them as hard or harder than anyone else. Really like what I'm hearing coming out of that room right now. And I like the base from where we're working with. I mean, while we may not be the top-tier player for a guy like Kelby Collins, we're in the mix. And depending on how things break at Alabama, you could find yourself in, you know, in the captain's seat very quickly. 
Yeah. There's a lot of talented prospects, defensive line prospects in the Southeast, and Jimmy's doing a great job on getting us in the mix with each one of them. And one of them we hadn't talked about yet, Jamirius Brown from Mississippi. I think he's from the Delta down there. He slipped over. He's well. a fantastic visit as well. Yeah. You know, we were talking about these new coaches, and I failed to mention shit, man, uh, Rock Bell and Tony who might oh, yeah. be just as impressive as anybody else right now. We forgot to mention James Smith has been here. Coy Russell has been here. Uh, Ruben Bain. Ruben Bain, right on, man. Yeah. I, 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 this is what I'm going to do after the spring, after A-Day, is I want to make a list of all the guys that visited this spring at each position, see how many there were. And you could almost make your five for two from that list, right? Yeah. Yep, because they've been so active. It's been so busy on campus. They've gotten guys down here, um, top targets. And we all of all the defensive linemen that we just mentioned, you get two of those guys. Fell on fell on 85% of them. Yeah. Win 15% of those battles. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jay Lee. Right? I'm yes. telling you. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, you name any of those two. I, I so far I've been impressed with all the offers that have gone out with D line. Um, you know, some of those guys are um, like, you know, t uh, maybe five stars in the future, really sure. high four stars. I mean, and it really feels like there, there's. I'm sure there's a backup plan, you know, but it feels like okay, I, we're going to get one or two of these guys, right? Sure. I mean, right? That's what that's the effort. That's where the effort's going to, anyway. And it just feels like it's different than last year in a lot of ways. And and just speaking on 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 Brumball and on Eason, uh, like you were, Jay Head, just the difference from what I can tell. Um, it seems like Brumball is just casting that net a little bit more. That's just my observation of it. Sure. Eason was really, really good when he got him on campus, when he had him in his office, when he was there showing him around. He was really good. Um that's where I'm wondering about Brumball still. I think he's going to be, from all accounts, it sounds like he's really doing well in that part too. So Rave reviews. You put those two together, man, I, I'm telling you, I feel really confident about the D-line class. Two to three yeah. guys that are elite. You know? Yeah, and I think elite. the difference probably with Jimmy and then with uh, Coach Eason is going to be coming from the pros and not necessarily understanding the college game and how the offer system works necessarily – how vigorous yeah. you've got to be in recruiting every day. That's a transition and a grind that you've got to learn. Brumba already knew what the deal was coming in, and even yeah. more so, he knew the landscape. I mean, if you remember some of the early targets from Coach Easton, I believe he had a kid from up in New York that he targeted initially. Oh, yeah. He had several kids from Texas and Louisiana, not traditional hotspots for Auburn, whereas Coach Brumba is much more familiar with the state of Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, and recruiting. Um, he handled those areas as far as scouting was concerned for Oregon last year, obviously being at Tennessee, Kentucky, Maryland. So he's just been in the college game longer, understands it better. Um, and I think you can kind of see those wheels in motion there. Yeah, and that, which is the same reason why I'm kind of just in a wait-and-see approach with, with Ike Hilliard, even though I think he's going to be good. I'm just, you know, same thing like you're saying. You, you gotta you gotta adjust to the college game a little bit. I mean, you have coaches that go to the NFL because they get tired of recruiting, right? Right. Yeah, it happens. Tracy Rocker. <laughs> Great example. You go, hey, uh, you know what? I think I'll just go coach football and not have to worry right. about recruiting. Ball, ball, ball. It, it, 
not failing to mention the, the, the job on the offensive line, which is always going to be a huge need, especially now here at Auburn, that uh, Will Friend is doing with the assistance of Joe Bernardi. Yes. I mean, yep. We talk about the D-line guys that come through here, but this offensive line class is, is going to – is shaping up to at least have a potential. Like, we – Connor Stroh coming in, help me out, Cole, who uh, – um, Connor Lou from Georgia. We talked about offensive line. I think it was after that junior day. That was more offensive line heavy. If you remember that day. Stanton Ramil. Thank you. Clay Whedon. Clay Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> He'll always be my Magdalary, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. So, do, like I said, man, at the end of this, after A day, after we see who all's come through here, listen, you know, 10 guys at each position, if you're getting two of those guys at each spot, Man, you're having a hell of a class. I mean, a, a hell of a foundation, right? Now you can afford to go get a couple of, you know, multi-year starters down the road type guys, developmental guys, if that's what you need. If that's what you have to fall back on, you've still got a damn nucleus, great nucleus at each position. Yeah, and Jeffrey, I think I think a lot of what you're seeing now, too, is is some reliance on the transfer portal because there may be a guy or two out there, maybe in state that we haven't heard of yet, that they haven't extended an offer to that maybe Auburn would have in the last, you know, maybe five years ago before the portal really started happening. So why not go for the top, top guys and try to get them. If you get one or two, okay, you you still need one spot. Well, there's going to be a million defensive linemen in the portal, you know, (laughs) <laughs> and I will say this, a lot of the guys are wondering, oh, we've getting a lot of the fans are saying, oh, we're getting these guys on campus. They're having great things to say, but, you know, when are they going to get over the hump? What's up, big dog? Brooks just walked in. Um, but, and I'm going to tell you, it's, they're going to need to win some football games. Uh, absolutely. They're going to need to win some football games. People, I mean, people are like, I'm in except for, let me just make sure y'all are kicking it okay. Here. Right. Yeah. Let me see what's up here. Why, why do I want to commit to a staff and, you know, open season one and two or whatever it is and, you know, starting this thing back over? I think Auburn is – the best thing they can do right now is put themselves in position to capitalize on making noise. I said it last week. I don't know the number of wins they have to – they need to make some noise. Yep. They need to make some noise. So, if they make some noise, they put themselves in position to have a very, very – very good class. I really believe that. Yep. I agree. And I think probably the focus right now is trying to hone in on some base guys that they can get committed rolling into the season. So somewhere around eight to 10 guys. And like you said, put yourself in position with some of those other top tier prospects so that when you get four or five wins out the gate, if that's what happens. When you beat Penn State at home. Exactly. Yeah. You can come back. And when say, you okay, give Georgia everything that they can handle. That's right. Yeah, right. If you can do those things, then you're really teeing yourself up for success. And if you don't do those things, well, maybe you got bigger issues than worrying about recruiting uh, at that point. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. And, and the, the next gauge, the next round is going to be, I mean, we don't even have to wait until December, right? Because there's going to be a slew of transfer. I mean, you're my transfer portal expert, Jay Head. What are you expecting between now and the start of two days in the fall? I'm expecting us to try to make somewhere between six and eight additions, um, potentially a total of 10, but we'll just kind of have to see how those last two spots shake out with a heavy concentration being on at minimum two edge. That is no, que- there's no question 
from yep. your guys reporting, from what I know about the team right now, we are badly in need of two edge players, one of which at least being a multi-year player. If we can, you know, if we can find, a, you know, a graduate transfer that, that can contribute right away, fantastic. I think we'd take two developmental prospects as long as we're increasing the depth of that position. Wide receiver, we've got two high school prospects coming in. You need more. You think you've only got seven guys right now, only five of which are healthy. So, you know, you need more there, probably another one to two at a minimum with wide receiver. An offensive line, if they can find one to two that they think can contribute, I think they would love to add them. If they can't, they're not going to stress it. Defensive line is another huge need. You had five guys out of that room transfer out. Maybe it's maybe six. So adding another defensive lineman to make sure that you increase your depth there is definitely going to be a focal point. And then maybe it's just best available. I think safety yeah. is a position that they're going to look to add uh, because they're a little bit thin there. I think they've only got five guys in the safety nickel room right now. And they're going to be able to work around that some because they use their corners and situationally speaking in the nickel kind of as a slot corner so they can work around that. Yeah. But I do think you want to increase depth hmm. in the defensive backfield as well. So those are probably your attention areas from the portal as far as I'm concerned. But definitely one, two, three are going to be edge, wide receiver, defensive line, and offensive line. Those are going to be your focal areas as far as I know. As far as transfer portal targets, we talked basketball. We, we know that's a little bit more um, transparent because right now it's uh, – we're going to have a lot more options after spring is over with. People are going to start yes. entering the portal in, in, in a second wave of portal. Uh, as of right now, we, we know Corey Rucker, the wide receiver from Arkansas State, visited a couple of weeks ago. Not really sure what to make of him. Um, he's a Mississippi boy. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if he returns. And I'm going to try to have something on him in the next couple of days. I need to touch base with him and see what's going on with him. I know he loves South Carolina. I know he went to Utah State for a visit. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing right now. I, I know Auburn really likes the kid. Yeah. would like to have him. And, and I believe, more. Jeffrey, that he is going to make the trip to South Carolina's eight, their spring game. Going back. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Well, I would say South Carolina is the team to beat right now, and I'm just going off of what I've read and what I've seen, you know, from yep. stories and, and his Instagram, and he, he's he's pumped up South Carolina a lot. Uh, we know uh, Mike Lockhart, defensive lineman from Georgia Tech, has visited, really expected something to happen pretty quickly with him, and when it didn't, yeah, made me believe that something is off. Mm-hmm. Sure. Either Auburn's not pushing for him right now. There's some academic issues with transfer mm-hmm. credits and whatever else there is. You know how that stuff goes. What if yep. for, but for whatever reason, he's not committed, which leads me to believe Auburn's kind of – it was Auburn's decision to say, hey, let's look at the end of the semester, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise he's here, right? Otherwise he's at least committed. Yeah, I would think so. And same with Willie Taylor. I think that they – Willie decided, Taylor, there you go. I think they decided to back off there. Um, just to kind of let it things play out because you know, I know there's whispers right now that the portal is about to explode. And not only just because of, I guess, spring depth charts, guys kind of trying to figure out where their pay, their place or position is going to be. But yep. coming out of that COVID situation where you had so many different guys that were kind of missed or fell at smaller schools or really just it locked themselves in with a school that they never visited only visited on Zoom, so they didn't really get a good feel for it. And they're going to start to migrate back towards home. Maybe something like a Christian Burkholder. that's an edge out there at UCLA. You may see that with him. Where's he from? Uh, originally from Spanish Fort, Mobile, Alabama. 
So, you know, don't, t- don't tell Reese to smoke Spanish forts in Mobile. <laughs> oh, man, hey, listen, I'm not trying to debate Reese on anything. Another edge, Jay, keep going. But Damien, uh, Demian, Demian, Demian Robinson from Maryland yeah. is another yes. guy that entered the portal, I think, earlier this week. Auburn had not contacted him, but was, was the wheels were in motion with him. I would yes. not be surprised it comes Sunday if he hasn't heard from Auburn. I would say, Jeffrey, that the wheels are definitely in motion there. Um, I think there's definitely interest, and that's not surprising because he was a former five-star guy and somebody who actually has a good relationship with Dylan Brooks, who plays for Auburn from the All-Star game. Interesting. Where's so, he from? Where is uh, Robinson from? You know? Washington, D.C. Okay. okay. What did he say? Did he go Washington, to St. John Bosco? Is that where he went? Oh, yeah, John Bosco in Washington, D.C. Oh, you're talking about like, the Under Armour game or something? Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they, I thought you were talking about like Alabama, Mississippi. Okay. No, 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 not that. No, yeah, the Under Armour game, I think he was an Under Armour All-American. Got to know Brooks there or something. Cool. They have a relationship of some kind. Um, I think there's interest. I think there's growing interest, maybe um, more than just initial interest there. So I'd keep an eye on that guy. Is he a multi-year guy? Do you know Cole? I think he got this past year. Three or four. Was it three or four years? Oh, he's Dylan Sage. Oh yeah, he's he's got three years left to play. Yeah, he's he's a freshman. He was a freshman at Maryland last year. Okay. Well, and let me just add too, Jeffrey, real quick. Go ahead. Um, you know, obviously there are still needs from the portal like like Jay Head was just saying there's definitely a need for one probably if we're being honest two edge guys right yeah. um a defensive lineman or two you know he went through the list uh I just want to say that the guys that they went ahead and got before spring practice are from what we're hearing right now are really showing out Jason Jones Marcus really? Harris uh Marcus Harris you know veteran defensive lineman now that transferred from Kansas last year. He said, man, that guy, when I heard he was coming, I was like, hey, look who we got. <laughs> like he I'm knew him. But Marcus was talking about Jason. About Jason Jones. He's like, man, look who we got coming. He was fired up. He's like, I, I remember that guy when he was at Calera. Like he was a, a ball player, like one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen that can move like that. And since he's gotten there, he's really impressed with him and, and thinks he's going to be a star. That's fantastic to hear. I was worried he was just going to be a big body. No, I, well, look, he's more than a big body. I can tell you just from watching this film, he's very athletic. I just worried about his pad level, you know, because I mean, playing nose guard at six foot seven, that's, I mean, look, I played nose guard. I'm like five eight, okay? <laughs> it was easy for me. I, I just don't, I can't imagine being that tall trying to get lower than the guy in front of you. But look, I mean, he's extremely athletic. That's the thing. He, he's going to be fine. Uh, DJ James is the other one who we've gotten really, really good reviews on from spring practice. Zach Etheridge said he is he's the real deal. Um, you know, the Spanish Fort boy, is it not? A Spanish Fort, correct. You got it. Yep. Yeah, every one of the transfers that we took are in the two deep right now. Mm-hmm. They're, wow. they're not, it's not a situation like the kid we brought in from West Virginia that showed up on campus and just never could crack the two deep. Every all five, including Robbie Ashford. Now, part of that is yeah. well, with the exception of Calzada, because he's right. injured, so we right. don't really know where he stands as far as that's concerned. But Robbie Ashford's running with the twos. DJ yep. James is running with the ones and twos, contingent on the formation. 
Uh, Jason Jones is running with the ones and the twos. Eugene Asante. Uh, Eugene Asante is running with the twos right now. And maybe that's a byproduct of Owen being out. He is drawing comparisons, by the way, to Owen Papo. Yep. They said they're like clones of each other. Athletically speaking, 100%. I yeah. mean, absolute mirror images of each other on the field yeah. athletically. So, just wanted to point that out. I, I just think they needed, you know, a little bit of uh, notoriety for that. And, again, didn't fill every need, but just got – you still got time trying to be patient about it. Let's see what happens towards the end of this thing. Um, but you started off pretty strong, in my opinion. I agree. And just a little bit of insight with Jones. I got a tip on him. As far as ability is concerned, they think he has all the ability in the world. That is not a question in the coach's book. It's just effort. Is he going to give effort on every play, not yeah. just when he chooses to show up? You know what I mean? Because yeah. when he chooses to show up, he makes a difference. I mean, he can 100% cave in the offensive line from the interior. But it's just getting that maximum effort every play. I'll say this, too. A rotation, you know, means a lot when it comes to effort from your big D lineman like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I go back to the year that you had, I guess it was two years ago, or 2020, when you had Truesdale and and Daquan Newkirk. Sorry, my microphone fell there. um, Playing maybe 80 snaps a game, 75, 80 snaps a game. Way too much. I mean, there was no way for them to be as successful as they really could be that way. It's just not going to work that way. So, if you have a really good uh, rotation where in the position that Jason Jones is playing, and you should, on the inside there, you would have Marquise Burks, Jones. Um, maybe Emba could play there a little bit. I'm not, I don't think he will. Um, maybe Anichi Sledge helps out. I think they want one more guy from the portal, though, in that spot to keep that rotation right. So that's going to be important for, for so many reasons. I agree. That that position that's going to play the nose, it's going to play the one, going to play the three tech, they're going to kind of move them contingent on what formation they're in. That's going to be a little bit of a versatile spot, but you're right. I mean, it takes a unique skill set to play that position, and they need increased depth there. I think they feel good at the end and at the other tackle spot, yeah, but that's, right. that's the spot where they feel like they need an extra body. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jay Head, you know who's uh, also visiting today? I'm, today being Friday for the listeners. Friday. <laughs> tomorrow for us. Is a, uh, is a certain fairly decent running back from the 2025 class. Ah. From yes. Elbow. Hey, how about that? Yeah. That's your boy, boy ain't it? That is uh, my boy. Look, Coffee County. Is that Al- Alvin Alvin Henderson from Elba, right? Big time. He's listen. I've seen the kid play in person. Thought he was better than the five star out of the Geneva County this past year. Oh, Emmanuel um, Henderson. Emmanuel Henderson. Uh, really, when you put on his tape, and he's young. Look, he he's really really young. He battled a little bit of an ankle injury this year. He's in he's in the ninth grade right now. For everybody ninth else, grade, he looked like Cadillac Williams at the same age. That's what that's the player comp I put on him. The way he looks for contact, the ability to read, um, react, make that cut, the spatial awareness, it's all there. I mean, he's got the whole package and the explosion to pull away from guys. What's his name? Alvin, what's his last name again? Alvin Henderson. Henderson. When you get a second call, throw on his huddle highlights. I, I see it, you're not going to walk away disappointed. The, the coaches I talk to, the coaches I have relationships with in the state of Alabama, that's the name that keeps coming up every time. Is I've he any? A bunch. 
Is he any kin to uh, Emmanuel? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. No, completely different families. Um, but I, I'm going to try to work to get some intel on that one. Obviously, I got a little bit of hometown flavor there. So I'm going to see what I can dig up for you, Jay Lane. W- would you say physically he's immature? <laughs> 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 I did find out he's every bit of five, five, ten and a half, five, eleven, one eighty-five as a freshman. So hey, that's uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, one more question for you: Is it crappy or crappie? Crappie. Crappie. It's gonna be crappie. I think my crappie. dad always said it's crappie in Alabama and it's crappy in Georgia. It's crappie. You might yeah. be right. You might be right on that. I don't know if he meant fish or the people. <laughs> hey! Well, I, I uh, so, so, folks, wrap that up real quick. They've had, Auburn's had some huge visitors coming in because we want to get to our next segment. We want to answer some hey, questions. Real quick, Jeffrey. Throw it in. That I'm one addendum from Cole. That one uh, D lineman we forgot to mention that has been on campus recently is Josh Horton. We didn't mention Twice. him. Twice. Second visit. Twice. Yep. Big time target. Been on campus twice in, in the span of less than a week. So yeah, yeah just wanted want to throw his name in there. Visited on Saturday, came back, I believe, Tuesday with his parents and uh brother, if I'm not mistaken. Um and listen, this is one of those. I know he's ranked a three-star right now, but guys, preseason, early season rankings don't mean a whole lot to me. Put on his tape, you'll see a guy that's absolutely a four-star player. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. He's gonna get yeah. better and better, I think. I agree. So Grayson Howard, Alvin Henderson, both uh, – I'm sorry, Grayson Howard, four-star linebacker, is going to be here today, which is Friday for you listeners. Alvin Henderson, the 2025 potential future five-star running back, is going to be on at Auburn on Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry, and Jaden Osbury, the number one linebacker on the board, arguably one of them at least, will be here Friday. He's the younger brother of Austin Osbury. He's going to stay until Saturday. Dale Miller's coming up Saturday. Will Norman's coming up Saturday. Sadir Mitchell's coming down Saturday. And then there's another kid. He's a younger uh, office lineman. Preston Lane's going to be here Monday. Uh, but I'm sure the, the 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 names on the next week visitor list will, will grow exponentially um, as it did this past week. Jay Head, what, what, let's get into some uh, reader ask questions uh, from the corner or message board on Auburn Live on three. And again, take care, uh, take advantage of that spring special right now. Ten bucks, dude. You'll have your money's worth by the week's end, uh, and you, you get that for four months. Uh, Jay Head, take take a couple of your questions. Sure. A couple of basketball questions that if I haven't answered them already, I'll I'll, I'll jump in there with them at some point. But um, lead us off. Okay. So the first one that comes up, you got a couple of questions with regard to Walker Kessler and what's expected of him and how that correlates to basketball recruiting. Okay. So Jay, we'll stay. Jay, we'll start with you and put you on the hook there, and then I'll kind of give my thoughts. Yeah. Well, if they keep him, this got they got one of the best front courts in, in college basketball on paper. At least you've got you, Juan Treor coming in. You've got Jalen Williams coming back. You got Walker Kessler coming back. They're done, son. And like I said in the hoop scoops uh, Thursday that if Kessler does leave, then they're going to make a move on that Manny Bates kid from NC State. Probably a downgrade offensively but um, and, and defensively too. But, I mean, he, the, he's probably the next best thing to Walker Kessler, at least protecting the rim. I agree 100%. My expectation right now is for Walker Kessler to still go through the NBA draft process. I feel like that's just where this is headed. Overall, I think he returns. That's the word that I'm hearing right now is that he loves college. Um, he loves Auburn. He loves the, the environment. 
and that that's just kind of the early feeling right now is, is between a nice NIL deal and his comfort level at Auburn that you could probably not probably more than likely we'll see him return. That's that's my early intel. And I will say this, man, his last game when he freaking threw an egg up. I mean, he he laid an egg his last game. And that's yeah. his words, not mine. The the reaction and the response he received from Auburn fans was unbelievable unbelievably supportive com compared to what he said he would have received had he done that at UNC. Yep. He was overwhelmed with the amount of support the Auburn fans showed him after he laid that egg against Miami. That I I really feel like that's going to at least be a factor. He really loves it here, man. His family's right up the road. It, they're not out here living in cardboard boxes under the bridge. You know, yeah. they're not hurting for money. They're not, you know, they're not out here selling lemonade every Saturday, yard <laughs> sales and stuff. So, but, I mean, with that said, dude, if he, it, it's not sometimes it's not about the money. If he wants to go play NBA, there's nothing you can do about it. If yeah, it's, right. hey, make me as comfortable as possible or, you know, whatever it is. But if it comes down to it, Jay head I'm with you right now. If if you had a – make it a my head. I'm saying he sticks. He stays. Um, but uh, we'll see. He is a very, very grounded individual. I'll never forget his first practice at Auburn University. He walked out there. Me and J.G. Tate were out, out there. And Mark Murphy and uh, maybe a couple more guys, but Walker Kester walks out of the tunnel, walks straight over to us and sits there and shakes every one of our hands and introduces himself. I, I, that meant a lot to an old, old, old dude like myself. Middle aged, I should say old. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of him off the court and, as well as on the court. All right. Very good. Who was, who was that question from, Jay Head? So that was from AUEE13. Hey, I think he was on here. Uh, he got a how about you not too long ago. Yep. I like it. All right, next one's up from Johnny Utah. <laughs> so, do you think Auburn will move on from Under Armour in 2025? In your opinion, if they sign an apparel deal with Nike or Jordan brand, would that help in recruiting? Obviously, they're talking basketball, basketball. More or less, even though, I mean, I think there's some kids that are influenced a little bit about the apparel deals in football. But, Cole, we'll start with you from the football side. And how much do you think apparel has sway? And then, Jay Lee, let's get into you with grassroots AAU and how much pull you think that would be. Um, you know, I probably would have said not that much um, a few years back. But now with NIL and, and things like that, I think there's a lot of opportunities there with um, – I don't, you know, I don't know the difference of the brands. I don't know what they're all doing. But I know, you know, Owen Papo's got the huge Under Armour deal right now. Right. Uh, where he's got his picture all over the world in every Under Armour store, so I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like that's got to be a pretty big deal, right? Oh, it's massive. Yeah, I, and I really think that that's. I don't. I don't have any intel on this at all, but surely that's being used as like, hey, check out this deal that. Uh, oh, that for sure. Papo just got here. He's got his picture up in Singapore. You know, I mean, this is crazy. So I don't know. You know, I think. Um, I think each brand is going to have something different to offer with that. And, and maybe as long as you're one of the big ones, you should be okay. I would think. I you know? you. Jay Lee, your thoughts. Okay. Well, it's obviously not killing Auburn because they signed Sharif Cooper. They've signed um, Jabari Smith. They're going to sign another five-star guys every year. So it's not detrimental to them. And I don't really know enough about, like that shit. I, I really don't. I guarantee you, this is Jay Phillips, our basketball contributor. Jay Phillips, yeah. all barn on Twitter. He's fantastic, dude. His knowledge for the game and, and, the, and, the, and the, he's been doing this. He's been covering 
or at least following basketball recruiting a lot longer than I have. I mean, you know, I've been doing it maybe five years. Didn't right. I, I was overwhelmed with it before because it was so damn dirty, you know? <laughs> you, you, you could really, really start, you're like, you want me to predict where he's going? Shit, man, I don't know where the checks are coming from. I, don't, I mean, that's that was it, right? Five, <laughs> ten years ago in basketball, it was well, that's, it's just as Will Wade. So, uh, football recruit, I, I don't know. I, I, I could sit here and try to make some stuff up, but I, I really just don't know enough about that stuff. I, I don't. Do I think it would improve or it would sound better if Auburn had Nike or Jordan? I don't even know the difference between the two. Is, is, yeah, let me ask you this. Is Jordan – is that what Adidas used to be? No. So, that's Jordan's just more or less a spinoff or a subsidiary of Nike. Okay. And does anybody sponsor football? I mean, does Jordan sponsor anybody in football too? They do the University of Florida, Michigan, handful. So they have their own oh. independent apparel deals with them as a subsidiary of Nike. So it is exclusively to the Jordan brand, North I, Carolina. Yes. Okay. Now I, I, I can see Mullen, the, the jump man, all that stuff, right? Oh. I mean, I could see that being a small factor and a small asset if that were to be Auburn's. Um, but game changer or anything like that? No. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. Not a game changer. No, so my take from a football perspective, Cole, you're right. I think NIL has opened some doors there as far as that's concerned for sponsorships for kids. So I think from that standpoint, we're probably going to stay with who's going to offer us the best deal and who's going to work with NIL Collective on making sure that our guys are taken care of. From a purely grassroots AAU basketball standpoint, yes, Nike and Adidas have have deeper pools of talent that they've collected over years through shoe shoe wars. You know, Peach Jam is always loaded every year. The Adidas Gauntlet Tour always has prospects, and they've kind of traditionally steer kids towards their school or their brand. Now, that's less of a factor, I'm told, now in the new NIL world because kids can contract with whoever they want. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Regardless of who's got the shoe deal for the college, the kid can sign on with whoever. So I think that's become less of a factor now. And I think Auburn's probably going to do what's in its best interest, financially speaking, and who's going to work in an NIL world to support their athletes the best. So that's just kind of my two cents as far as that's concerned. Hey, by the way, I don't know if, if y'all have noticed this on Twitter. Um, you know how a player, if they're invited to an Under Armour camp or the Under Armour game, they'll tweet out this picture that's it's like a letter from Under Armour. It says you're invited, uh, you know, to this sure. camp. Have y'all noticed who is on that graphic for Under Armour? Who the picture is? Is it Cam Newton still? I believe it's Camden Brown. Wow, how about that? The, Freaking St. Thomas Aquinas, Camden Brown. Yeah, and I could be wrong about that, but I keep looking at it and going, man, that looks like Camden Brown. I, I think it is him. I have to find one of those graphics and show you guys. And so don't quote me on that yet, but it really does look like him. And I think it is. He's got that tall hair, you know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's who I think it is on that. And I kept looking at it because he was part of that last year. And that would be interesting if that were the case. I completely agree. All right. Next question from Rackham Willie Rackballs. All right. <laughs> Any insight into potential coaching turnover with basketball? Rumors about Stephen Pearl, Al Flanagan, excuse me, Al, excuse me, Wes Flanagan, seem to be floating around. Is there any validity in anyone you expect to be brought in to quickly fill those vacancies? Jay Lee will let you start. To my knowledge, no. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that Wes is uh, looking to get back in a, a head coaching job. But 
As far as I know, no. And I haven't dug into it, so I'm probably not the best guy to be asking. But as far as I know, no. Wouldn't be surprised. I, I poked around, and yes, you've you go. got guys that want to be head coaches. Okay, that's it, Pearl hires guys that want upward mobility in their career. You wouldn't want somebody that just aspires to be a career assistant. That's not necessarily, you know, the kind of coaching staff that Pearl wants to have. If we have transition, I'm not predicting that we will, because these aren't guys that are necessarily disenfranchised with being at Auburn. They just want to advance their career. But if we have guys move on, you could see see like a, a Burgermaster move up. You could see yeah. a Chad Pruitt move up. We've made that transition before with Stephen Pearl has done that. I think that who's the kid that just got the head coaching job at Florida, Jay Lee? That was Todd Golden. That. Todd Golden has made that transition, so that wouldn't be a normal. Uh, you could also see him go out and get an Ira Bowman type. It's another zone buster that could contribute more. You know what I mean? Not just locked into Georgia, where we've had a lot of lot of recruiting success. He's opened up the Northeast a lot. Ira Bowman had Philadelphia, exactly. North, New Jersey. But we could go get a new zone buster that could open up the West Coast or Texas or someplace like Florida for something of that nature. So and Chad, if I'm not mistaken, um, replaced Chuck Person. He did so well. Chad he moved into the director of basketball operations position. Ira replaced. Uh, Chuck, when he got fired. Yes. Chad came up, right? Is that right? Yeah, so that... Chad was the special assistant to the head coach, and they moved him into the director of basketball operations when Stephen Pearl moved that's, up to that, replace Todd Golden. That, that's right. That's right. I thought Chad was going to get Todd Golden when Stephen came. Right. Stephen came in. That's right. Spot. That's right. All right. Cole, do you have anything on that? Um, No. <laughs> all right from zuni when will commit start to fall and this is i guess corresponding directly to football so cole let's start with you you haven't had a chance to answer as many questions just yet oh the age-old question uh let me put you on the hot spot here yeah a lot, jeffrey knows more than i do because he's been doing this a lot longer than me that that question is so difficult to answer because, um, you know, I don't know when somebody's going to pull the trigger and commit or jump in the boat, but I, all we can do is tell you, you know, um, who's trending in the right direction. Um, I think we've been pretty clear that Josh Horton is a guy that is definitely, definitely trending toward Auburn. Uh, he's still taking his visits. That's kind of the thing. You're seeing that all these guys are, are just kind of almost showing up on campus before we can even get it out there saying, hey, this guy's coming today or tomorrow. Well, that's happening everywhere right now because, you know, these kids are getting the chance to do that. It's it's wide open. It's been wide open for the first time since COVID started, I would say, um, where there's no restrictions and, like, I, I have to, you know, wear a mask here, whatever the case may be. So they're going to take all their visits first. All these guys are, especially during the spring circuit where um, they're getting to go see spring practices and one-on-one -on -one time with coaches. Um and then you would say, okay, well, other places are getting commitments. Well, you know, uh, they've had their coaching staffs in place longer or, um, you know, they just got people in the boat. But, you know, Auburn flipped, what, four or five guys, three, you know, three, four guys last year um, that had been committed for a long time. J.D. Rim was committed to LSU for almost a year. Right. You know, they flipped him at the end. It's, it's, not how, it's not where you're at right now. It's how you finish every time. And um, I, I think commits are, I would say, 
in the month of April, I think we said there was a over under of three, yes. three and a half. I still feel good about meeting that or being over. Okay. So, Jay Lee. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a tough question. Tough. I agree. Because I, because I think Auburn leads for a lot of kids. And when I say a lot, I'm talking five or six guys right now that I think are on the cusp, if not ready to commit. I don't know what they're waiting on unless it's – I'm going to finish off my visits. Uh, I'm still going to go down to Florida real quick and uh, you know, come back here or whatever it is. It's um, it's not – I don't think Auburn is behind the scenes saying, hey, man, hold off until like you know a day or something like that i don't i don't feel like which we know happens right strategically guys go public at different times yeah it does yeah let's let's hold off and and let's let's make some headlines um i I believe that would have happened on junior day i don't i don't think anybody left junior day going hey coach i'm committed but i'm gonna keep it a secret (laughs) right i don't believe i don't believe that's the case right now auburn has they're ready to get some guys going and it may just be uh, a couple of more visits. They may want to see the team. They may want to see some wins. Um, but we all know that commitments don't mean anything other than this team leads for me right now. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, it's still perception, man. You still want to get some guys in the boat. And I, I believe, if not spring game, I, I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, I expect a couple more guys for the A-Day game. I mean, I, but until they do it, I don't know what I don't know what, what the hold-up is. Yeah. Maybe they're not ready. And I feel very similar to you, Jay Lee. I think there are a lot of guys that are on the cusp. And I think it's just getting more comfortable every day with the fact that this staff is going to be here. Because let's not pretend, like I said, I think I said this last show, but let's not pretend that there's not a massive amount of negative recruiting against Auburn right now with telling certain kids like, hey, be aware. You know what I mean? This staff is on rocky ground. And this staff is having to overcome a lot. I think you need – we were in a similar position with Gus probably about three or four years back where he was coming off that one year where I think we went seven and five um, and, and they tried to, to stage a coup and, and, you know, overthrow him. And it took Shed Jackson committing somewhere, I think, in June to kind of calm everybody's nerves and say, okay, it's okay to commit to Auburn. Auburn's going to be here. Everything's going to be fine. I think you're going to see something similar like that with T Love in May. That's my prediction. I'm, I am going to put a kind of a time frame on it. I think he'll, him and Josh Horton will be the first in the boat. And I think it'll probably be after they complete some more visits to like Tennessee, Florida, a handful of others that have offered them, just kind of going back and saying, you know what, Auburn is really where I want to be. Regardless of what else happens, Auburn is where I want to be. And yeah. once they have that firmly in their mind, I think you can see a trigger get pulled there with those two. So you're probably, I think, in May, leading into potentially a big cat weekend of June, if that's what they're going to do. I would love to find out when that's going to happen so that they can lay some more groundwork and potentially, like I said, work to that eight to ten commitments they want to accrue over the summer to lay a baseline for this class. Yeah. That's kind of how I I, I guess. 
I guess fans are more worried about it. I get it, but I don't – I mean, I don't think it's a concern for Auburn. I think Auburn is very comfortable with what they're doing right now and where they stand with a lot of these guys. I don't think it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We don't – you know, no. But I think they're very, very comfortable and confident in what they're doing right now. And uh, the commitments are going to come. And some yeah. of these guys, it may take a win against Penn State or at least, you know, making some noise for these bigger dudes. Uh, we saw Hunter Osborne's going to commit at the end of August. I mean, there's not going to be a game play before then. So um, <clears throat> getting him back on campus as many times, he's going to try to come back for the spring game, maybe come back in the summer. The yeah. summer uh, – so – I, I don't think it's a concern that Auburn only has one commitment, if, if that's what they're getting at. Like, oh, my God, when are we going to get a commitment? When are we going to get a commitment? When are we going to get a commitment? Dude, chill the hell out. I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, signing day is not tomorrow. <laughs> right. I, I look, God dang. I'm, not, I'm not saying that to you, Zuni. You're my boy and all. I, I think you're a boy. Um, uh, but I'm just saying, chill out, folks. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, and look. I mean, how way- many Alabama commitments are there? Right. Don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know and don't care what Alabama does anymore (laughs) at this point. Um, Because here's the thing. The way I evaluate is is that I try to look and see what Auburn's doing and who we're we're going after and who we're targeting. And if we're not competing against them for a kid, I honestly don't even care. Um, You know what I mean? Like that's meaningless to me because our coaches have their own board and their own way of evaluating. I guess my point was is don't – Freak yourself out. Don't concern yourself over that these kids aren't committing. Right. It, it right. That doesn't mean Auburn's toxic or that doesn't mean that we're right. behind anybody that we honestly want. The kids is- that we're targeting are uncommitted. We're not trying to flip anybody right now. Okay. Right. Everybody that we're after on our board is completely uncommitted to the best of my understanding. There's nobody that's committed that we're targeting. Right. Yeah. So no worries there. And I think Cole's right. I do think that kids being able to take visits this spring is important. I think it's important who the coaches go and visit during their evaluation, who we get on campus back for camps, Mm -hmm. big cat, other summer visits. So it will all play itself out. But I do think that we'll want to get, I think when spring wraps and we're just concentrating on recruiting, you'll see more focus into getting one or two guys on board to kind of it's going to create some momentum to a degree with some of these other guys that are that are on the board as well. Yeah, agree. Bo, Bo Hughley being another guy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the one committed guy that we're we we're trying to flip. I will say that there there's two. Is McElderry com- committed? To yeah, Rockwell Rock McElderry. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Show off. Yeah. Hey, but anyways, <laughs> hey, here's here's what Cole was talking about for you people watching on uh, YouTube. Is that not him? I, I think that's him. I'll, I'll have him. I'll confirm it. I, 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 it might just be him. You got any more, Jay Head? Last one, and this I think is a good one for Cole. Do any of you guys think Calzada left Texas A&M because he knew he wasn't going to play there, or did he just know he wasn't – or was he just in love with Harz and our quarterback coach options and situation as opposed to Jimbo? Hmm. Hmm. Very good, Very good question. Well, first of all, I don't think it's um, a mystery at all where I stand on Calzada. Uh, I've made that very clear. I think he's a good a good quarterback. I think he's better than than. Um, let me say this. I think Bo Nix had more athletic ability. Obviously, uh, I think in terms of what Brian Harson and and Eric Keysaw want to do on offense, 
The guy you want running their offense is Zach Calzada. I'd take him over Knicks. I'd take him probably over Finley as well because he's the guy that can complete deep balls. He's the guy that can um, manage the offense really well. He's more elusive than you realize. And I just think that he's the right fit. Um, you know, talk about fit all the time. I didn't think Bo Nix was the right fit. It just you, You're trying to do something with him that he wasn't really supposed to be doing. I think he could fit really well at Oregon, if we're being honest, the way that they might use him. Um, so, anyway, it, did he leave Texas A&M because, you know, read that part one more time, Jayhead. Okay, so – did he leave Texas A&M because he thought he wasn't going to be able to play or they were recruiting over his head? Or was it a byproduct of Harson selling him on Auburn, our quarterback situation and quarterback coaching, and his distaste basically for Jimbo? Well, I have no idea about distaste for Jimbo or whatever. But, um, I, I, you know, he probably just entered the portal like everybody else does to see what options were out there uh, just in case. They decided, um, look, pretty good job last year, but I like this guy better. Who to, who, who are they starting over him? Probably so Haynes King. Haynes King, and then they got the kid from LSU that transferred in. Oh, yeah, Max Johnson. Max yeah. Johnson. Oh, so yeah. You're going to have a nice competition. Haynes there. King. Boy, I remember him coming to camp at Auburn. Yeah. Oh, blonde-headed, pretty boy. Was obsessed with that kid. 100% obsessed with him. Well, look. Johnson's good too. I mean, you got a couple of good quarterbacks over there. But I mean, it, how many guys have entered the portal that everybody's been like, "Oh, we got to have that guy." Well, did he leave because you know, like Demon Demas, the five star that just left Texas A&M, um, a couple other guys that hit the portal. I mean, you know, why do those guys leave? Is it because they think they're getting beat at their position? I don't think he had a, you know, Demas didn't think, have a choice. He basically he got kicked him, off. He got put in the right. Charge where he try to put his girlfriend's teeth through a windshield. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the exception there. Yeah, yeah, so let me go ahead and, and say that Auburn's not going to go after him. Uh, uh, yeah, you can clearly say that. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I put out a feeler on him. At the time, I didn't know. I just thought, saw he was a guy leaving Texas A&M, so I put out a feeler on him. All I got sent back was a, a link to the his arrest report. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. Appreciate you, big dog. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Look, yeah. he's going to be playing for a penitentiary somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to play next year. Mm. All right. Yeah, but, hey, one, two, three, four. Good questions, man. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lee, you got anything on that one? Uh, as far as Calzada, no. I mean, it makes sense to think that he thinks he has a better chance of starting over here, right? I don't know that there's anything personal over there or that he thinks, you know, Harson's better than Jimbo. Jimbo's got a pretty damn – good uh, reputation for developing quarterbacks. I can't imagine somebody going, hey, that guy from uh, Boise State's over at Auburn now. And yeah, I don't know if he's developed anybody. I, I, that's me. I don't personally, he had, uh, what was his name? Uh, shit, who did Harson have? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, thank you. Yeah. Who is uh, on Brett, campus? Brett, uh, Brett Ripien was another one. Pretty good. Uh, let me say this too on that question, Jay Head. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be high of the guys who have gotten back closer to home when they hit the portal. And Calzada is now closer to home. Where's he from? So you just dovetailed into my point exactly. The two <laughs> things that I heard about Calzada's recruiting when he hit the portal was, number one, 
Texas A&M did not want him to transfer. That was not a situation where they no, encouraged I don't, I don't him. So. The they wanted him to come back and compete for the position. They were high on him. And kind of how he started to play down the stretch, even while injured, some of the progress that he was making on the field, Jimbo was very high on his upside. Number yeah, two, he wanted an opportunity to play closer to home. Texas A&M is, I think, over a thousand miles away from where he's from. Yeah, Georgia, somewhere in Georgia. I can't remember where. Sugar Hill from Derek Brown. There right. you go. That's Derek Brown, just outside Atlanta. So now he's an hour and a half away from home. His parents can see him play every weekend. He does have a fantastic opportunity to get this quarter, the starting quarterback position. And let me do one other thing. Let's play a little bit of Pepsi Challenge here. All right, I'm gonna read off some numbers to you, and I want you guys to tell me who this is. Oh, I like it. I'm all in. Let's go. All right. So 1,339 yards, nine touchdowns, five interceptions. Same person one year later, 2,945 yards, 31 touchdowns, and three interceptions. The only thing that changed is he transferred from one school to another. Joe Burrow? No, he didn't play at Ohio State. Hendon Hooker. Transferred oh. from Virginia Tech to Tennessee. And I say all that to say Calzada is transferring into a system in Auburn that fits his skill set to a T. It does exactly what they want to do, just like Hendon Hooker transferring from Virginia Tech. It's not like Tennessee had any all-star receivers there, but he transitioned into a quarterback-friendly scheme that fit his skill set perfectly. Wow. So just because of how he performed at Texas A&M does not mean that he cannot exceed those expectations at Auburn. I think our coaching staff saw that. They sought him out because of that skill set match, because of his personality. And I'm expecting big things from Zach Calzada this coming season. Well, I can just tell you what made a huge impression on Brian Harson um, was when he took that lick that he took from Smoke Monday in the Auburn game and is wearing a sling on his shoulder right now because of that hit. Separated his shoulder, came back in. He came back in and finished the game. You know, he did the same thing against Alabama, too. Am I, am I right about that? Yeah, that was with his knee. He injured his knee in that game, went to the training tent, you know, I mean, got the got the special shot and came back out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind of guy, somebody with the personality of Harson would go, okay, I can go to war with this guy. Toughness. He wants toughness out of his quarterbacks. Zach Calzada exuded toughness last year. He played on an injured knee, a separated non-throwing shoulder. Um, and like I said, his deep ball accuracy, the way we want to orchestrate the offense, it just fits what the kid does and who he is. Yeah. You hit a couple more deep balls, you got more points. You got more points, you win some of those games. Think about all the deep balls, Bo Nix, all the touchdowns he left on the field last year. You're, talking about, you're not talking about just a completion. You're talking about points. Yes. These are points. Game-changing, son. Yes. I mean – so, yeah. That, that was frustrating crazy. to watch, too, man. Yeah, listen, I can only imagine what it's like being there live. I only I was only in the stadium for, I think, one game this year. But watching it on TV, you literally want to go break something somewhere. So He, he may be the worst deep ball passer <laughs> that I can remember. I mean, am I right? Listen, and I'm not – This I'm not going to turn this into a bash Bo Nix statement, and I don't think you are either. No, not at all. That just wasn't Bo's skill set. His right. strength is not – a, a down-the-field passing game. That just wasn't what – and we, you could say you see us start to tailor the offense to go away from that, and that played against the strengths of the offense. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now you don't have to basically retool your offense with, with the quarterback that you got now. You can he do can't hit play-action passes for six. 
it's really no it's it's not as complicated as, as as it sounds i mean it's it's as complicated as putting a square peg in a round hole right there you go cole <laughs> there you go just put the right shape into the right hole and look you got something going that's that's i think they're fitted more for each other zap calzada and what harson wants to do on offense I agree. And in the same vein, Bo Nix and what Kenny Dillingham wants to do out of Oregon, it's a win all the way around, in my honest opinion. That's where Dillingham is? Yeah, Kenny went out of Oregon. He's going to see out there. What a perfect (laughs) fit. No doubt. And uh, best of luck to them all, man. Best of luck. So let's let's do five for three, and I got to go. We got to wrap this up. Sounds Um, good, man. Uh, we got we got five for two guys. We're going to name five guys at each position, or th- to this week's position being defensive back slash nickelback. Five guys that we think Auburn has a really really good chance to land two of if signing day were next week. Who's ready? I am. Whatever. I'm totally okay. not. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Number one on the board. It's no secret for this one on me. Safety slash nickelback. Terrence Love, four yes. star. Out of Langston Hughes High School, I think your main competition there is Tennessee and Florida as of today. Mm-hmm. Number two on my board, safety to Corey Nelson out of Selma, four-star safety out of Selma, Alabama. I think our chief competition is Tennessee and Clemson as of right now. Like where we stand, but I want to get him back on campus and kind of get a better feel for that one. Number three, safety from Grayson High School, four-star Michael and – Correct me on this one, Cole. Daugherty? Is that it? He told me Daugherty. Daugherty. Okay. I haven't. I, I went back and listened to it again. His name here. That's what he said. <laughs> four-star safety at a Grayson High School, Michael Daugherty. <laughs> okay. Number four, safety Sylvester Smith, four-star at a Mumford, Alabama. Uh, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, and Oklahoma are all given chase. I think he's going to come back on campus either for A-Day or maybe a little bit later. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Haven't heard a lot out of his recruitment as of late, but I do know that we are recruiting him um, and that he is still on the board. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, uh, this is a guy that I got intel on this week that we're recruiting as a safety or looking at him as a safety. Avery Stewart, four-star defensive back out of Montgomery. Uh, chief competitions, Florida State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. So that's my list. One guy I took off. Uh, Bryce Thornton out of uh, Alpharetta. I saw where he released the top four of Alabama, Clemson, Florida, and LSU. Oh, because he was on my preliminary list. Right, Mm -hmm. not feeling good about our chances there. I mean, that could change contingent on who they land and where he is on their board. But as of today, I don't love our chances in that recruitment. Okay. All right, Cole. All right, number one, simple, Terrence Love. Yep. Uh, Number two is going to be – Michael Dartery to me. Okay. Because I just thought, man, after his visit, he was just enamored with Auburn. I mean, he, he was. just was he was that was one of those guys where you interview and you see his uh his his body language and yeah. his, his tone yeah. and stuff. And it doesn't it doesn't match or it does match, but it doesn't do justice uh, to what the, the writing words are. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you don't to get to see him. the excitement and the uh the cadence and then hear the cadence in his voice when he when he's talking about that visit. So I'm I'm okay with that, Cole. Yeah, that one. I mean, it took him it took him back in his recruitment. I think it said it it, it put up a stop sign and said, okay, let me reconsider here. Auburn needs to be considered 100. Mm-hmm. percent So he's number two. 
Um, number three is going to be Dakari Nelson from Selma. Uh, you know, he's got a good relationship with Jeremiah Wright. Um, yep. He's, you know, he's, he's been, he's been a target for a long time. They're recruiting him really hard. I, I think there's a chance. I think Clemson's going to be really tough. I think it's Auburn Clemson battle. That's where I'm at with that one. Um, number four, let's go with Sil- Sylvester Smith. Okay. Even though things really cooled with him, I we don't really know 100% why that happened. Um, but I've been looking for him to be back on campus soon because it's not that it's not that big of a trip. I mean, he's in state. I think he will, and if he does, then watch out because Auburn was definitely somebody he really really liked early on in the process. Probably could have even gotten his commitment, but you know, here we are. Um, but I, I don't think that one's over by any stretch. I think there's still still some hope there. As a, I, was, I was scratching my floor. I had to get that pad back under my chair to my chair leg. <laughs> I was listening though, Cole. I was listening, man. No, you're, you, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going down through the offers of corners and safety. I got and I got athletes. One more. I got one more, Jeff. Oh, who you got? <laughs> At number five. Oh. Tyler Turner. I was maybe I was. T T Turner, hey. maybe. T.T. Yeah, Turner. I spoke with him briefly. He uh, actually grew up an Alabama fan. But being an Alabama fan, he is very, very familiar with Auburn and wants to get over to Auburn. So, Where's he out of, Cole? From Texas. San Antonio. Okay. Yep. Interesting that he's uh, grew up there and is an Alabama fan. But, hey. <laughs> Look, man, half the country, you know what? (laughs) So, anyway, Jeffrey, you you were up. Okay. (laughs) I I, I think I lost my signal, man. It it might be. Okay. All right. So, I'm going through the offers, man. And um, I feel like right now, y'all pretty much listed. All the legitimate options. I will say, I don't know where this guy fits in, but it was some scoop that I, I, I've been so overwhelmed. I mean, shit, man, we've been busy, dude, right? I mean, ba- basketball, football, recruiting. Cole's been doing interviews with the uh, players. But this cat, Chris Peel, and he's listed as a cornerback. But he is okay. a he's, – he's a big dog. He is a uh, – let me pull up. He's from Providence Day School in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a four-star – Chris Peel, he's a four-star cornerback, six foot one seventy-five. He is a top two sixty player. On three has him as the number thirteen cornerback in the country. He was in Auburn um, and, and flew under the radar. I don't know that anybody else reported that, and I got sent that by my North Carolina guy, and I, I, I just I forgot about it until I just saw his name on the list. I don't know where he fits. If he's a cornerback, if he's a nickel, or if he can slide to safety. Uh, once I mean six feet one seventy five, which is pretty thick for junior in high school. Uh, but he would be the only other name I would add to y'all's list that included Terrence Love, obviously number one, Dakari right. Nelson, Michael Darty, um, Avery Stewart, if you like him at the nickel or the safety, Chris Peel, T.T. Turner, and uh, Sylvester Smith. I mean, I think those are the. I think those, as of we stand right now with the offers that we know of or that are out, those are your most likely group to get to from. Mm-hmm. I, I would think so. And, and maybe Braxton Myers, contingent on how you see him. I think exactly. From yeah. corner to safety. Not exactly sure. Um, and then uh, uh, I wanted to mention, we failed to mention this earlier, but Auburn's been getting some underclassmen um, on campus as well. 
Ricardo Jones, who is yep. a top cornerback recruit from the yep. Atlanta area, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, um, was in on his own campus. Wednesday. Grew up an Auburn fan. Grew up an Auburn fan, by the way. Got the okay. offer. So we'll mark him off the list. That's a joke. Auburn, yeah. never, Auburn, never, <laughs> right, yeah. Auburn never gets kids that grew up Auburn fans for some reason, unless <laughs> no. they're Bo Nix. Yeah. Well, um, well, cool. What 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 position are we looking forward to next next week, guys? Do you want to finish off defense and yeah. go with edge? Yeah. You know, um, we ought to just run back through D line after all these names have popped up. Too. Look, D line linebacker because Christian Robinson wrecked my board. I'm going to be completely out. Me, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't think that's over yet either. By the way, no, not even close. I, I think we need to go to offense call, and then we'll just have one day when we go back and recap. I'll be just dedicate yeah. a whole show yeah. for five to get two. Sure. Be honest with you, this, this list will be a lot more legitimate after a day. And we, like I said, go back and see who all visited. I want to put up like a spreadsheet of who all visited at each position in the 2023 class. And now you're talking about, at least right then, the mm-hmm. best five for two. Pulling yeah. your five for two from. Right. Can we dovetail into one thing real quick, Jay Lee, before we get out of here for you? How about you? I All did right. see another question from Dong Dong, basically <laughs> asking, other than Keldrick Falk and Hunter Osborne, who do we have a legitimate shot with in the state of Alabama? And have we repaired those relationships with high school coaches? My answer to that is yes and yes. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like we need in the one or two spot for these guys as well. Carmelo English, Jeremiah Cobb, Dakari Nelson, and Stanton Ramil, in addition to Hunter Osborne and Keldrick Falk. That's six guys in the state of Alabama that I think we are either in the one or two spot for. Yeah. Guys we are in the game with. Okay, keep going. James Smith, Kelby Collins, Quay Russaw. Raquez McKeldry, mm-hmm. Sylvester Smith, and I've got Chris Vizino on there. I don't think that's going to break our way. I just don't feel that one right now. I know he is a major target for the staff. I just don't know. I, I feel like that's trending more Clemson, sure. uh, Georgia-ish. Yeah. Did you, Jeremiah, Will- did you say Jeremiah Cobb? I did. Yeah, he, okay. he did. I'd put Will Conformi in that second group, too. There you go. That's a good one. Um. And I'll even I'll go as far as to say that I think the Kelby Collins recruitment comes down to Auburn and Alabama. I agree. And that's the that's the back channel word today, Cole. I do. I I think <laughs> that uh I think it's that's kind of a bold statement at this point. But I do, I think I think that's where he's the visit really said a lot to me because I, I wasn't expecting him to be back so soon. And he was there, I mean, he was at every football game last year, just about. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think Auburn's going to get him. I really don't. But I wouldn't one hundred percent count out just because he really likes Auburn. T.J. Parker from uh, Central. Just, I just have him on the list just because. Well, and and I hear you, and I think Carmelo's situation has opened yeah. the door there. Uh, yep. And Jay Lee's going to know more about these Central kids than anybody else. I promise you guys, he knew. When Tamarian wasn't going to visit, when everybody else was predicting that he was. Okay. So if there's anybody that's tied into that spot, it's Jay Lee. Yeah. I'm hesitant there just because of the way that recruitment went there for that short period. But look, I don't think it's over. I, I think we are working to make that change to make that change. I'm not confident. I'm just saying, if we're talking about who Auburn's going to keep going after us, I, I, I don't think they're just stopping with him. Okay. 
I'll give you some numbers, man. These are facts. Of on three consensus top 12 players in the state of Alabama, seven have been on campus in the last week, that are in the last couple of weeks. Carmelo English, Hunter Osborne, Kedrick Falk, Kelby Collins, Christopher Vecina, A.J. Harris, no, Peter Woods, no, Quay Russell, and James Smith. Seven of the top 12 players have visited Auburn since the shit storm that came in February. Yes. Okay. Yep. The only guys who haven't, Tony Mitchell, who's out. I yeah, think yep. he released his top group. He's out. Jaleel Hurley is committed to Alabama. Yep. yep. Peter Woods, is uh, Auburn's out with him. I don't know that Auburn was ever really in it for him, but Peter Woods, A.J. Harris, right. who I think will visit sooner than later, um, and T.J. Parker. Yeah. Those are the five guys who has who haven't visited Auburn in the past three weeks. And Sylvester Smith, if he counts as one of the top ones, too. He's number 14. I've, okay. Wilkin so, Formby, yeah. Formby is number 13. Yes. Yonze Pierre is number 15. So, if you want to extend it, that Avery Stewart's number 16. These are all right. guys that are on your list at some point. Jeremiah Cobb is number 17. Right. N- number 18. Stewart was on campus for that late junior day. In yeah, he was. Jan- was it February. Uh, Dakari Nelson, 18. Yes. Stanton Rammel, 19. Yes. Carmelo Overton has not heard from Auburn. So uh, that right there under Stanton Ramil, Rammel, whatever his uh, name is. Uh, uh, hell, McElderry is down there at 22. Which he's going to, that's going to change. That's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Braden Joyner at 23. So yeah. that's, I mean, I'd say what, 70 to 80% of the top guys in Alabama have been on campus in the past three weeks. Right. So, and we're just uh, talking spring here. We got a long way to go. Right. I'll, I'll start looking at those numbers after a day. Once those these visits commence, um, looking yeah. back over spring, these spring practices are over with. Who came? And, and I mean, because you got to be fairly serious about a school to spend a spring break day of yours when you're 17 years old visiting campus to watch a practice. Uh, that yep. that tells you that the, there's some, some legitimate interest there. So I, that'll be uh, that'll be a fun research. Kind of yeah. going back and 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 figuring out who was here and and going from there. That'll be a fun show, I think. After that next, after that, after also, that week, those kids are more mature than me, man, because I was at Predomus City. <laughs> you were part of those flash mobs, weren't you? Yeah, oh yeah, man! man. Listen, I wasn't visiting schools during spring break. Hell no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, let's uh, three forty-five. I gotta go. All right. How about you? How about you? How about you? I got AU Dozier too. I got a how about you out of super bad AU Deb. I think that's a woman. If so, I got a double how about you out to you because you are on a message board full of people like me. There you go. Uh, FMD, big how about you? Tiger session five. Horace from three, my dude. And then uh, at Toby Tiger, man, big how about you to him? Called me an old ball OG or something. I thought it was funny. <laughs> And then uh, we had a new subscriber today, next year for sure. I thought that was about like uh, about as Auburn as you can get right there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> next year for sure. Uh, that's that's, that's with Kerry Bowden's tie for me. Yeah. The questions were from <laughs> AU Double E 13, Johnny Utah, Rack and Willie, Zuni, and B Dub. We appreciate you guys. Y'all have any how about you? Cross yes. style for me for being the first one in the listener questions thread to have a question. So, Crocosile. Crocky Poo. Yes, sir. Good. Very good. I will go with Tyler Justice. Good for you. Just because he brings the heat every day. On Twitter and everywhere else, man. I like old Tyler Justice. 
TJ. Friends call him TJ. TJ. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it, right? Y'all uh, enjoy your weekend. I know you're uh, learning of some big news this morning with uh, Yuan, Yuan, Trey War committing to Auburn. Y'all stay tuned, man. We are going to be continuing the basketball recruiting covers or football recruiting covers, and we're going to uh, follow this team out through spring, the spring game, which is April the 9th. Uh, if anybody's coming into town, maybe we can all get up one uh, one night or, or that day and uh, share some stories, tell some lies. We'd love to, man. Uh, but anyways, until next week, Cole Pinkston for Cole Pinkston for J-Head, also known as A-Head. Just don't call him A-Hole. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Stay out of the left lane. See you.